Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This series, we're focusing on female financial independence, looking towards a stronger financial future. Be sure to let us know your thoughts on the show, and please do connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram, or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk. Hey, and welcome to today's show. This is Rebecca Robertson, and it's just me today talking to you about what does financial independence mean and how can women achieve it? Okay, so let's get started with financial independence. What does it mean? Now, traditionally speaking, what it would mean in a financial services or a traditional way of thinking about our money is where somebody basically doesn't have to work they don't have to rely on anything or anyone or any any particular mechanism where they have to do anything to pay for their lifestyle so that lifestyle choice is really down to what where you've got to what income you've had in the past what financial decisions you've made up to that stage as to what you class as your minimum lifestyle. So for some people, I'm just going to give an A and a B scenario. So A being a minimal lifestyle, um, they may have, doesn't matter how much they earn, but let's just say they use um, not all of their money. They save an awful lot. They're not frugal as such, but they're somebody that is quite careful how they spend and therefore 50% of what they're earning is either being invested or saving or saved or in some way. And then you have person B, who is somebody that loves to live life to the max. And they are somebody that is um, spending money on cars and bigger houses. And they're not saving, they're not investing, they're not doing anything else. But they're living their life in such a, in far as they're concerned, to the max right now. Now we have different profiles within this this is a whole other subject and how we make those life choices dictate how financially independent we should be or want to be now can you be person a um, and be a person b it not usually usually somebody has got to where they are in that mindset because for past reasons they might have had something happen to them Generally, however, when people's income does start to increase they they start to spend more. So it's a bigger house, it's a new, newer car, it's another holiday. They're not on the mindset always of, okay, well, I've got this spare money, what should I do with it? So again, it comes down to those lifestyle choices as to where we think we should be. So the first question is, uh, what, what would you be? Would you be classed Would you be classed as A, where you're saving some and you're not spending as much and you're investing some? Or are you maxing yourself out and living life to the full? And there's no wrong or right, okay? So that's the first question, because really that dictates when you can retire, when you can become financially independent and how you go about doing that, because it's the choices that you're making now that dictate that financial independence. So let's just talk about what does financially independent mean? Again, you are in a situation where you're not reliant on anyone or anything to earn money or to have a lifestyle. So typically you wouldn't have a mortgage, you wouldn't have debts, you would have an income coming in or a pot of money that you can draw on for income. Um, you'd possibly have additional funds to make some lifestyle choices that you'd fall back on and additional emergency money. 
So you're not having to get up each day and go to work and do a job of any kind. That is financial independence. And you could do that at any stage of life, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whenever. We're not talking about retirement as such, um, but we are talking about a placing time where you're not having to rely on working. That's what financial independence means. Now, but for a lot of women, financial independence is not to that degree. Financial independence, for example, for me, is that I do have a mortgage. Um, I do rely on my job and my business to pay for my lifestyle. I haven't achieved, I, I have sort of like a scale, a matrix, I've, which I've talked in previous podcasts about, about stages of financial freedom. Um, and I'm not in that full on that that stage of life right I'm in the stage of life where I'm still working I'm I'm still building my wealth um and I'm I'm doing all, all, all of those normal things so I wouldn't call myself financially independent but I am making my way in that direction and the decisions that I've made for the last 10 years in running my business is to allow myself to be in that position now, how else have I done that is I'm not reliant on my partner. So if my partner and I was to split up, um, I feel very comfortable in the sense that um, I'll be devastated, of course, but I'm not reliant on him financially for me to keep a roof over my head. So for a lot of women, financial independence is about keeping the door open, keeping your options open, even if you are taking a break from work, even if you are taking a break whilst you're having children, that you're then not reliant on that partner should something happen to you. So as a couple, you might not be fully financially independent, and one of you might be working and one of you might be um, at home with the children and, and the caregiver of the children and looking after the home. Um, I have a cleaner and people that help with that. That's not my bag. Um, and so it's your lifestyle choices as a couple. You've decided to make that financial decision together that that's what you're going to do. But as a female, that shouldn't mean that then all your financial well-being, your financial independence should go out the window, which is why we're seeing so many women start businesses, because it's more flexible around the children. Um, so. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second, but I just wanted to sort of put that bit of caveat in place that financial independence, it doesn't always mean being that millionaire sitting in a, you know, a big and on a yacht and you've got all your, your property paid for or your, your expenses paid for. For everyday people, it is more of a case of taking the steps towards becoming financially independent and financially free to make certain decisions. So, one of the movements in the last couple of years is something called FIRE, which is um, basically financial independence, retire early. That's what FIRE stands for. And it's on the principle that you are taking an income from investments to be financially independent. So you build up those investment pots to then draw on them later on. Now, the FIRE movement does focus more around pensions and investments, which is fine by me, that's my specialist, but it also could be property, for example. So you might be building a property portfolio that gives you an income. Now, it's still a job, it's still a business. You can't retire the business effectively because you are still taking an income from it. Um, so that's why under the FIRE movement, it can be left out occasionally because it's still a business. It's still an asset that you have to manage when you have property to look after tenants, et cetera. And we've got some great um, couple of ladies coming out soon. We've got a massive conversation around uh, property coming up in the next couple of weeks. So do listen out and subscribe so you can hear that. Um, 
going back to the investments, whether it's a pension or some sort of investment bond or some sort of stocks and shares ISA or whatever that tax wrapper might look like, you then draw an income from it. And the FIRE ratio talks about a 4% rule. Now, that's a pretty standard thing in financial services. I've even got it in my wealth planner. And I'm turning around as I'm recording this, if I could find my wealth planner, which is available on Amazon. And on one of the pages, excuse me, I don't know which page off the top of my head, I talk about this where it's a 4% rule, where you work out what your ratio is. Now, this ratio is based on what your lifestyle choices are, how much you're currently earning, and then therefore how much do you want to retire, have at retirement. Now, retirement for a lot of people is something that they're going to do in their 70s, their 80s, their 90s or whenever. They're going to live forever and they're going to run their business forever or whatever. <laughs> um, but we still need to be considering what that might look like for us. Not everybody wants to be running their business into their 60s and their 70s. You know, who wants to be doing lives when really you'd want to be spending time with your grandchildren? Will you have the same energy levels? Um, and equally for people that are running quite um, sort of fast and hard in running a department or employed and they're at corporate level or they're running a you know, tough business that things are going really uh, well, but it's hard work. It's still, you know, it feels like you're, you're having to put a lot of effort in you're then looking at your assets going, okay, how can I maximize this so I can draw on it later? So there's more for later. And that later is distinguished based on how much money you have and how long it's going to last. So the 4% rule basically means if you, a fair ratio, if you was to draw down a 4% rate, how long that money would last. Um, so that's what that's relating to. So if you're in your 20s, your 30s, you can do that anytime. But obviously, people are living longer then that money needs to last longer. So how can we as women and men that are listening, how can we start stepping towards those things? Should we be investing all our money into our pensions? Should we be investing in all of us, you know, saving every penny? Um, and should we be clearing off debts or what should we do? This is often the biggest questions I have people coming to me for. They, what should I do first? Where do I start? Um, and I can quite quickly give people those kinds of answers. It's, it's quite obvious to me. And it often is because you're not in it. So the only thing that you can do for yourself straight away is to take a step back. And on, in my planner, I've got like an asset and liabilities page where you write down all your assets and you write down all your liabilities. It gives you a real place to step back and basically assess what is actually happening. Where are you at? What needs to happen next? Also, primarily look at what your outgoings are. Um, again, in the planner, it's like a budget planner on paper. That's the best way to put it. And I've got free training that you can um, have along with the planner. Um, but what it allows you to do is to work out what you're spending each month and actually how much you need to live off um, and actually how much you, you're choosing to have for lifestyle choices. Um, now, those things will dictate how much income you will need later on in life. As a general rule, from a pension retirement perspective, um, the rule is about 60 percent. So if you're earning 100 grand, you'd need to have 60 grand in um, retirement. Now, for some people, they'd be saying, well, actually, I want to live life to my max in my retirement. And actually, I want to be having more than that. So it's a really case of considering what life events are going to happen between now and then that might stop that from happening. What else do you want to be paying for? What other life plans do you have for you 
that might happen and get in the way? How can you plan for them? And that's what financial planning is all about. So my top tip is to take a step back, look at your assets and your liabilities, look at your debts, look at what you've got spare each month and just start to make some shifts and some changes in the right direction that you feel comfortable doing. And, you know, right now, if where you're at is right at the beginning, then that's absolutely fine. Doesn't matter what, what age you are, then just start there. Um, and just start to think about what things you could start shifting towards. Should I be clearing off my mortgage? Should I be clearing off my debts? Have I started my pension? Have I got enough in my pension? Do I need to be putting more in? What's the most tax efficient way for me to put money into my pension or to start investing? What pots of wealth can I start creating to create that early um, financial independence so that I could potentially retire earlier? all really valid questions right so the first place to start is to put some time aside to do that so quite often it goes down the to-do list we don't get these things done um, and if you want some help then you can look at my planner on amazon there'll be a link on my website which is rebeccarobertson.co.uk slash wealth planner it's available on amazon so if you go on amazon and you search wealth planner um, and there's also obviously my book, which is the 10 ways to accelerate your wealth, which goes into a lot more detail on some of these things that we've talked about today. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback. Do subscribe. We're going to be talking more about these subjects over the next few months. I'd love to hear from you um, and uh, take care. Have a lovely day. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. For any regulated advice, please do head over to www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk